Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. Yeah, olive loaf is what it's called. And there's just it's bologna with olives in it. And every now and then I would see somebody order it in my hometown. And they were always over 80. Uh, It'd be one of those things if I heard someone order it and I was wearing my glasses, I would have to take them off. (laughs) Like, are you insane to get like a real good look at them without your glasses yeah and then to rub your eyes right at the bridge of your nose yeah just to really oh my god it's funny you should say olive loaf because i wrote down that i wanted to talk to you about jeffrey dahmer (laughs) have you did you finish it okay no here's the thing about this if you are not watching monster the jeffrey dahmer series on netflix Oh, baby, are you missing out? But let me tell you something. It is like cheesecake. It is dense, and you can only watch one a night. And mm-hmm. and poor Jules, every time I play it for him, he wakes up the next day like, ah, oh, Jeffrey Dahmer's giving me bad dreams. So we're watching it at night before we go to bed, and then he's literally waking up with nightmares. And then I have to calm him, and I hold him to my breast, and I say, everything will be okay. And he's like, all right, lady. Well, it's funny that it's called Monster because of the movie that, um, uh, what's her name, won the Academy Award for. Oh, Charlize Theron. Yes. Yes. Also named Monster. Eileen Warnos. Yeah. Serial killer. Yeah, we're not very innovative and we're coming into, you know, the monster month. Yeah, I should have just been called Edible. It should have been called No Ziploc. See, (laughs) here's my thing. And I saw Febreze question mark Glade plugin anything. I understand that this was the nineties. That's not that long ago. And I'm sorry. I think he would have gotten away with this if he just had a good set of Tupperware. Or or if he just sealed off the vent, how do you not know in that disgusting apartment that there is a vent that clearly goes into someone else's house, which I also find fucking disgusting. Oh, horrible. But that is not my issue as much as <laughs> you don't leave a human head in a lettuce crisper without at least putting some like press and seal on it. You know, it's so easy. How many Ziploc products did we have back then? Or, I mean, doesn't everyone tell you that you have to put some baking soda in there? I mean, how else is it supposed to keep fresh? He didn't try to refresh anything of what he was living in. And I think that would actually be a good ad for Ziploc. Like somebody walks in his apartment was like, whoo, because everybody who walks in half of this series is someone walking his apartment going, oh, oh, it smells so bad in here. Fish for dinner last night? Phew. Aren't we still smoking the cigars? Christ, did a cow shit in here? If, well, number one, I would never hook up with anyone in Milwaukee, too. <laughs> I, <laughs> the first problem is Wisconsin. <laughs> We're going to put that on a shelf. Okay. Yeah. Um, second, if I am walking into that building and then it starts to smell, first of all. The overhead lighting. The overhead lighting, for one, would be like, I got to go. Number yeah. two, if it smells like that, no, I got to go. No. And if I look around and it looks like 
I mean, they didn't make it look like he just went to a, like an Ikea trip. It, it looked like something's not right. I don't know if you noticed this, but when he had his mom and dad or stepmom and dad over, there was a bath mat in front of the chair that he was sitting on. And his mom and stepmom was sitting on the couch that had just, he had just murdered people in. And I'm like, the whole time, like, I'm not like this, oh, this is so terrible. I'm like, what is a bath mat in front of this chair? Now, I didn't see the bath mat, but I saw the stain across from Molly Ringwald. <laughs> right. Well, there's stains all like the handprints on the doors and everything. But let me just tell you this. I, um, something you should know about me that if I am, if I've ever hooked up with anybody and I walk in and immediately there's like five red flags, like basically like I'm being tackled with red flags. Yeah. I'm probably going to leave. Just in the I don't, doorway. I don't, yeah. I don't even need. I don't need I don't need to hook up that badly. Like I'm like, you know what? I can probably I'll I find probably so I'll go back to the club. It's still open. It's still early. Right. If I need that, then I will you know what? I can take care of me. I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I don't need smell. to have sex on this on this bare mattress with that rancid smell. That's and moist. Like, it's like a sponge. It looks like everything that you would touch in his apartment would be damp. If you walked in, you're like, oof, this is terrible. You want to fuck? I don't think that would ever. (laughs) But let's be honest. Given my history and track record, yeah, I'd be that person. You know what? I say this, but then I'd be like, "Eh, eh." I'm here. I walked up the stairs. Basically, I just got this workout. I need to at least have a drink. What is this? Uh, Oh, God. And then by that time, it's too late. You know why I'd survive? I wouldn't drink the rum and Coke because it had Coke. You know what? I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah. he never had a diet beverage. The and only anyone... that was all he ever offered them was rum and coke. Yeah, it's fucking gross. Like, don't you have a gin or like a vodka martini? Anything? I mean, so I have not finished it. We are about six episodes in, and I'm just about ready to tap out. It's very exhausting. Like you said, it's dense and it's over the top gratuitous. Where you're like, you're like. You have to like pause it and like and like be like you know what I'm gonna t- I need to walk around the block I need some smelling <laughs> fresh salts. air. <laughs> yeah. I need to do like a little bit of yoga. I kind of need to <laughs> press the reset button. I think I actually need to do a cleanse. The, mm-hmm. But the thing that really pushed me over the edge, uh, and I don't want to give anything away, but we already know what Jeffrey Dahmer did. I mean, there's some next level stuff that you learn about this guy that you're like, we're doing what now? You did the what to the who? Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? But uh, I'm not giving anything away, but there wait, is... Wait till you get to the deaf guy, and then it's But like... that's what I was just going to say, the deaf guy, and that I was like... And for the record, do you do you know who played his mother in that episode? My jewels picked yes. it up. From, uh, yes, from a different world, yes. No, I was going to say from Lean On Me. Mr. Oh. Clark, don't play. See. Kanisha! Kanisha Clark! <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I'm going to hell. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so she plays the mother, heartbreaking. Half of that that episode was the most dense because half of it is done from the the guy's perspective, so you don't hear. And when mm-hmm. you take that element out of it, it makes it ten times freakier. Yeah. But the last thing you see is him putting some sort of organ, what looks like a steak, in a saute pan, and he sits down and takes a bite, and just like that. I became vegan mm-mm, mm-mm. instantly. I, I watched it and I was like, I was, I'm just, I was, I don't need meat anymore. I don't want to eat meat anymore. I'm done. 
I don't know. How many more episodes do I have to tolerate? It seems like it goes on a long time. It does go on a long time. One of the worst part, I decided to do a palate cleanser by going over to Handmaid's Tale. No. And it's a turducken of depressing TV viewing. Well, Are you making a note right now? Must yeah. watch Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale. So can you tell that she, um, Elizabeth Moss, is the director of the first three episodes? Uh, yeah, because she put the camera pretty much up her nose. She's like, you know what? Give me this. I'll just wear it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So whatever is handheld. Let's just put this one in my mouth. You guys, you guys are going to be filming in my mouth this week. So do what you got to do. Talk to your agents and yeah. um, we'll send out call sheets on Sunday. Yeah, sorry about it. <laughs> oh, Dahmer. Oh, me. Oh, my. Oh, um, uh. I had a I had a fun wacky week. Uh, I went to Sirius Radio. I had an interview. Well, I did somebody's Sirius Radio show. It's called Celebrate Sirius. So we seriously celebrated things with Sean Donnelly. Such a fun show. I I highly recommend everybody tune into that because the cool thing about it was a to go to Sirius Radio and actually be there, like not be on a Zoom, and mm-hmm. b. We got to do like old school radio. We're like, let's kick it to the callers. Hey, caller. Do you have a story about a thing with a thing? And we were talking about funerals like you do, and we were talking about wakes. And it's fun because it always comes back to that with you and me. And I told him I wanted to be shot out of a cannon mm-hmm. when my time comes. And um, so we, he's, we, I told him about the wake, the Irish wake, where the guy was sitting straight up in the casket. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we talked about with the luge. And, and, and so he's like, so let's take um, some calls from people about the weirdest things you've seen at funerals. And this woman calls in and all she said was, so my aunt died. And I started to laugh uncontrollably <laughs> because I, it's like I knew that there was going to be a story there because you're, you're, listen, you're clearly listening to the stories we're telling about ridiculous stuff you've seen at funerals. And just for somebody to start off, she's like, so last year my aunt died and I burst into i couldn't stop it was so wrong and so bad and yet so entertaining and she said when the cat the casket went down into the ground like a kamikaze squirrel dropped out of the sky and fell into the hole on her aunt's coffin did it come out and did it have a cape (laughs) yes (laughs) and a little mask a little baby mask it was his origin story. Yeah, and he he was he was going nuts in there. He couldn't get out, so he was just like bouncing off the walls of the ground. So and then like groundskeeper Willie came out of nowhere with a huge net and just scooped him out. Like, well, this happens all the time. Oh God, that's so anticlimactic. Suicidal squirrels. So were you kind of laughing, like in kind of like Madonna did in um, Truth or Dare? Yes, that's an exact laugh. <laughs> when she did that in Truth or Dare, every single person on the world in the world knew that laugh that I shouldn't laugh at it, but Oh my God, you just said her ass was bleeding. (laughs) Right. If everybody doesn't know, this is when Madonna's makeup artist is missing and Madonna is um, talking to one of her entourage and she's like, okay, now tell me, tell me one more time. And she's like, well, she, she didn't know she was probably out telling everyone, you know, that she's on tour with Madonna. And next thing you know, she wakes up and her ass is bleeding. And this is when Madonna starts laughing. She's like, I mean, I, I don't mean to laugh, but I'm just, uh, it's like, it's almost like, let me just get it out. Let me just get it out. I don't mean to laugh at that. Part. You're saying 
that makes me want to watch that movie again right now because I had this, we all had the same reaction because at the end of the day, we are all fifth graders. None of us go past the age of 13 with our maturity. I refuse to believe that. I would just, it was such a knee jerk reaction. It was so honest. Right. Because I feel like, you know, most people, unless someone's really like, you know, like even a Viola Davis recount of the night, um, you know, like snot coming out of your nose and bawling. But most of the time it's like, yeah, so I woke I don't know what I did last night. I, I got some chips and I had, you know, um, so I was in Milwaukee. <laughs> I had um, a couple drinks with this guy, Jeff. Some rum and coke. And then I don't know. I just woke up and my ass was bleeding. <laughs> That's when I, would, I too would be like, I'm not laughing at you. I'm not laughing at you. I'm I think it's more you. of the, I- yeah, I think it's more of the chips and then the rum and coke. I, think, I don't know. I'm just laughing near you. That's all. That's all. <laughs> I, I'm laughing I mean, adjacent. I'm and so it's sorry. a nightmare. I can't even imagine, but I would have, I can't. And that's just also, it's like, if I know I can't laugh at something, I'm going to laugh at it more. It just hurts. Mm-hmm. It like it'll it'll manifest somewhere else. Yeah, it's, I'm going it to shit my pants if I don't get this out my mouth. If I mean, yeah. I'm either going to like just like blow out the back of my jeans or I'm going to have like the biggest <laughs> snot bubble by keeping it all in as if like a tornado is just shot out of my nostrils. It's like, let me just process through it. And I just, she couldn't even get her story out. I just started laughing. It did. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I know something funny is about to happen. I'm really sorry. Oh my God. Yeah. 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 So that was fun. I made an ass of myself and I did that. So I made a bleeding ass of myself. <laughs> On Sirius X, it was a good time. And then uh, I was, I'm very fortunate. I don't know when the episode is going to be out, but I'm going to pimp it out on our pod right now. I did Adam Ferrara's podcast and he's fantastic. He was, um, Edie Falco's love interest on, on nurse Jackie. I almost said Dame Jackie, (laughs) you know, Dame Jackie, uh, Dame Judy. And, uh, so he was on nurse Jackie. He was on, um, rescue me he's been on a whole bunch of tv shows an awesome comic and i got to do his podcast so go and check it out when it is out and about and uh speaking of fun things that happen to people talking to other people in the world if you have not listened to last week's episode my god what are you waiting for go back it's i think it's called i found my cockies correct yes and uh we went off on some sort one of our many many awesome tangents and uh we st- i said what's chess pie at one point and we had a deer pod super fan douglas wiggins reach out to us our resident uh chef here to uh to define chess pie more definitively and uh here's what he has to say uh well first of all the the subject matter says hair voyant slash chess pie and of course me being who i am <laughs> read it really quickly too quickly and i read it as hair pie and i was like well i'm definitely opening up this email i want to see what the content of this email is so he says was just listening to last week's episode i'm hair voyant and i heard erin ask what chess pie is as your unofficial resident uh and in parentheses favorite chef listener that is so specific you are definitely our favorite chef listener that's a chef listener. I listen to chefs. He says, I figured I would answer in the event no one else did. Chess pie is the southern version of a simple custard pie. The biggest difference is that chess pie has cornmeal in the custard. 
know. My grandmother, oh, who always makes it with molasses, which may or may not be a classic, but is just delicious. Thanks for the laughs, Doug. Mm. None of what he said sounds delicious to me. There's cornmeal in a custard pie. Now, I have had a chest pie before in my life. <laughs> Was it a chest pie? I had a chest pie. I ate it right off of him, and he seemed to be very happy with it. It was delicious. I was picking it out of my teeth for days. What, did the the fleet just come in? That sounded like someone just had a A a Bronx chair. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever had chest pie? No, I don't. No, no, no. It's like an open pie. An open face pie. Like, you know. Emotionally, it's an emotionally available pie. You know, it's got no like. I'm open to all things. Hey, I'm mixed berry. I'm open to all things. That's for (laughs) sure. And I really like long walks on the beach. It's like a yeah. So it's like a custard pie. I've had it before. Now that he's saying it, but I didn't know there was like cornmeal and all this elaborate stuff. So I want to thank Doug Wiggins for really laying out what a chest pie is. Now, Patty, can you tell me what a chest pie is? Thanks, Doug. A chest pie is when I put two pecs together and then I cream on it with something homemade. And then you put your face in between and go, Brumsky! Correct. Something something similar. Something like that. There's videos out there that you all can watch, but they're on the dark web, so Godspeed. Yeah, if you're part of the Patreon, you'll see it. (laughs) Become a Patreon subscriber and you too will get a video of chest pie and then you will promptly leave our Patreon subscription. Correct. Correct, sir. Well, that being said, I think it's time for me to say welcome. What do you say? Yes. Welcome Uh to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Paul Hollywood. And I'm Garcelle. And we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar on the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? That is the sound in my head whenever I try to do math. That is not going to sound great later. I'm just... <laughs> Can I hear it indeed? Because this week, like all weeks, we're bringing you the advice articles of Ann Landers and Dear Abby. We're uh, bringing them from a bar into their stinky home. We're walking them in the front door so they can go, what smells in here? We're reading their articles, damn it. That's what we do this week and all weeks. So what are you waiting for? Follow us on your social medias at Dear Pod Official on your Insta, your Twitter, your face. We have a website, dearpodofficial.com, where you can binge every last sexy-ass episode. You can email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. Send us an advice question and it shall be answered right here on the air by us two jackasses. And especially if you have a story about a funeral that I can laugh through, please email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. Or slide into those DMs at dearpodofficial on Insta and we will weave it into the next episode. I want to hear about your funny funeral stories. And finally, and most importantly, our Patreon page, patreon.com slash dearpodofficial, where for a mere 3 or $5 a month, you can get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week, and maybe we can send you some items from the dark web. No promises! No promises! Make no promises. Um, no promises! So every week we have a new theme for which we base our articles upon in this week's no different, damn it. I just flatlined in the middle of a thought. Did you smell I, it? 
Yeah. Oh, Jeff! What is you got cooking in here? At least if when they walked in the front door, he was like, I just took a dump. I'd have more appreciation for that than uh, some pork chops that went bad. And wouldn't you even just leave like one of those big uh, coolers, a Yeti cooler outside his door and say, this is on behalf of everybody in the building. We all chipped in and we got you a Yeti. Can you just try? Can you just try making popcorn for dinner, like everyone else? How about spaghetti? Keep it simple. Get yourself some ragu. You uh-huh. clearly have shown us that you can, you are not responsible for meats. And what kind of like asshole building? After this woman has been saying, "Listen, someone is if someone is building anything in my building at night, like after eleven, you better fucking believe that like one phone call, I would be up there." I'd probably rip the door off the hinges. See, this is why he could get away with this in Wisconsin and not New York. In Wisconsin, everybody's a little bit nicer out there. They're a little bit more tolerant. You step out of line on the elevator in your building and people would be like, we want him out! We want him out! (laughs) Dahmer knew that. He was like, I can never get away with this in Brooklyn. Well, actually, Brooklyn, you might be able to because everybody's making kombucha in their basement or some weird crap. Like, sorry, I'm just making kombucha. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm just trying to boost, brew some kombucha. If you want to come over and taste it, it's uh, the yeast is ripe. Uh, it, it's not the only thing. Uh, All right, are you ready? Should we do it? Should we tell the people what this week's theme is? Well, I guess we should. It's time. Can you can can you predict what I'm gonna say? No. Astrology. This week's theme is astrology. That is right. You know, this is one of my favorite topics of all because Patty and I love a casual psychic. We love to just casually go to psychics from time to time. And I know that that's not necessarily astrology per se, but have you ever had your chart done? No. I mean, I've talked, I mean, I've told you I've talked to someone who allegedly talked to my dad, my grandmother. Uh, but no, I don't really. But don't as far know. as like nobody ever sat down and they were like, well, Venus is rising in Uranus. And you're like, tell me something I don't know. Like again? 50 bucks for that? Yeah. I've never had charts done. I'd love to do that. What kind, what do you, like, what kind of chart are you looking for? An astrology chart. I want to know like why. What? I don't know why, what sun was moving in what moon on the day I was born that, that all the planets came together and they were like, oh and then they sent a ginger down. Why does this advance your daily life? Ah, it doesn't. But it right. gives me something to talk about. This is just crap. With you this fine is, this folks. Is, this is the last aisle in any store on the way out. You don't need this shit. The astrology aisle? Yeah. It's like, ugh, do I want all this candy? Uh, do I need a... Horoscope? Need a mas- yes! A plug-in neck massager? No, you don't need any Absolutely. of this shit. Absolutely. Do you read your horoscope? No. Oh my God, I do. I do if I'm, if I'm, if I'm flying and I get an us magazine, I always read my horoscope in a trashy magazine. Cause it always is like, if you're worried about love, you should sit on his face. Who's writing these horoscopes? You buy an us magazine. Whenever I fly, I have to buy an us or an in touch weekly or a trashy mag. Have to. That that is a trashy mag. Yeah. Any of those trashy mags. 
Uh, I just found it very relaxing. Because so it's just pictures? No yeah, words. it's just fluff. But then you read it to cover to cover, and then I have to do the crossword, which is always the easiest crossword you will ever do in your life. It's a cat, tick, tap. Absolutely. Go. You're like, nothing over four letters, you guys. We know our audience. And we can even do two letters and maybe an, an occasional single letter. Yeah. And then the word, the name Zoe is always in there somewhere. Yeah. Rachel Zoe. Yep. Yep. And and then I I do, I look at my horoscope every time. What is your sign? I'm a cancer. Tell me about it. Thank you. You're killing me slowly. <laughs> yeah. If you <laughs> ate my pancreas, you'd know that. Well, do you know the, what are, what are the descriptions of a cancer? Well, um, we are extremely de- devoted, reliable, I thought you were intense lovers. Intense what? lovers? Oh, what? Mm-hmm. We don't give up. Is um, this true? We, never, we also never forget. You're grudge so holders. No, we're not necessarily grudge holders, but we definitely have a file. Just <laughs> um, <laughs> for anyone who's listening, there is a file. Okay, everyone. don't make the file, you guys. There's manila folders with your names on them if you're friends with a cancer. It's like, oh, no, I'm totally fine. I forgave. Sagittarians are grudge holders and we're... Um, In a file. We're notorious. And pedophiles. What? Yeah. Oh. Um, we're grudge holders and we're uh, loyal, lovable assholes, basically. Oh. I'm every okay. description of a Sagittarius that's ever been written. Mm. And is it the... Do they always say, like, what kind of... What's your favorite animal in color? Because that's my favorite. Oh, I'm like, like what wow, you should really? be. Navy blue is always a thing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I was born in the year of the dragon, if that means anything. So I'm like fire on fire on fire signs. The movie? Year of the dragon? The year oh. of the dragon. Um, and I'm the girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh, okay. Thank you. So we Thank have you. articles to do with astrology. You want to kick think. us off? I, we'll find out. I don't know what you got for okay. me. This is from the Greenville News, Greenville, South Carolina, July 25th, 1969. Dear Abby, I am a Taurus, born April 24th, and I'm very much in love with a Scorpio, born October 26th. First, let me explain that before I knew anything about the Zodiac, I foolishly married a Sagittarius, so our marriage was doomed from the start. See? My Scorpio married an Aries, an impossible union. They would, have, they would have made excellent business partners, but their temperaments were all wrong for their marriage. Anyway, my Scorpio has left his Aries, but I can't get rid of my Sagittarius. <laughs> There's a cream for that. Aisle seven. Uh-huh. I divorce him, but I have no grounds and he won't divorce me, although he has all the grounds he needs. My horoscope says I should make no important decisions <clears throat> Important decisions of the heart until after the first of the of next year, but I just can't see spending another Christmas with this miserable man. My lawyer says he, my husband, should be the one to move out, but my husband says he's happy here, and if I'm unhappy, I should do the moving. There's a lot at stake financially, and I don't want to spoil everything. Can you help? Signed, Taurus. Oh, Taurus. Uh, Taurus. Oh, I Dear know Taurus. people like this. Oh, yeah, but go ahead. Answer. Answer. Dear Tornass, being a moon <laughs> child myself, July 4th, I hesitate to meddle in areas which I know nothing, namely law and the Zodiac. Take your cues from your lawyer, lady, and quit stargazing. 
Well, that's just dumb. Well, but I do know people who are like that, uh, who who make decisions entirely based on their astrological signs, and those are called white females age 20 to 50. <laughs> so I'm right in the pocket there. That uh, sounds ridiculous. It, well, always. But like, my Jules is a Sagittarius. All of my closest friends are Sagittarii. There's okay. something to I just like myself. I like to see myself in all of my friends. Hmm. Okay. So that being okay. said, we're gonna dye your hair red. Oh. We're no. gonna we're gonna take your boobs away, and oh. uh, just want to see myself in you. That's all. My Jules is also a Sagittarius, and let me tell you something weird and how this gets into my head. When we first started dating, I was like, "Well, it's not gonna work because he's also a Sagittarius. Two Sagittarii can't live together." But then I found out he was cusp born, and I was like, "He's really more Capricorn." <laughs> Don't you look at me like that. I want to drive to your house <laughs> and Come pull on. out your colon. Okay. And, and then feed it. it to you. <laughs> and then put it in a saute pan, take a bite and go. <sighs> Is that vanilla? <laughs> no, I want you to walk in the house and go, Oof, oh God, Jeffrey. <laughs> it stinks in here, Jeffrey. Have you ever looked up somebody's sign? Yeah, I've looked up my lovers. What is he? Are, well, he is a, like Tony Braxton, a Libra, and we are not um, compatible. <laughs> so when I did the Tamron Hall show, she was her birthday show, and uh, she's a Virgo, and my friend reached out, and he was like, A, I saw you on the Tamron Hall show. B, you were fantastic. C, I'm obsessed with how many times she kept saying Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> it's Virgo season. What does that even mean? I don't understand. Uh, what does that even? What does? Is that what you kept saying? Yeah, she kept saying it's Virgo season, and I was like, I, I don't know what that means. I don't know yeah, the details okay. of any sign that is not my sign. I just know that I'm a fire sign, and that's it. I mean, does anyone find that interesting when they're just they just talk about their own sign? I mean, I don't honestly. know. I don't know. Isn't dating hard enough? Like, oh, you're a... Uh, yeah, that's the other thing. People, There's just no good guys out there. And they're like, oh, I have a friend for you. What's his sign? Oh, he's a cancer. No, see, that's why. And then, yeah. That's why. Yeah. That's why you're alone. My friend said of a, a mutual friend of ours, she was like, well, I mean, what do I... Ex-? He was an absolute douche nozzle. And he... He did something. I don't know what it was. And she was like, well, I can't expect much. And she said it totally sincerely. He's a Scorpio. And I was like, we cannot blame the cosmos <laughs> for... No, he's not a Scorpio. He's born. He's asshole rising. So we cannot continue to look to the skies for justification on why Nathan is a douche. I mean, do you really read your horoscope and be like, yeah, yeah, I guess I should. I'm going to let I this will... follow me. Yeah. I'm I gonna... guess I will stay home today. Oh, 100% get... when I was in my 20s. Yeah, absolutely. That's the only only reason to get older now. The only reason you age is you're like, maybe I should not pay, pay as much attention to my horoscope. There you go. I don't know. Is... It's going to guide me the right man. Oh, speaking of right man, before I forget, I want to give a shout out to Paul Warren. Dear Pod super fan who reached out to let us know, and I, I passed it on to you, that the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial has already been made into a fully produced film. 
That looks like trash. Talk about, he's a Scorpio. <laughs> I know, it's on Tubi, which I'm also like, what's Tubi? <laughs> I know, I was like, wait, what now? You know, if you waited like maybe six more months, you'd get it on Hulu, but what's Tubi? What is a Tubi? Why are we naming our apps ridiculous like TikTok, Hulu, Tubi, Fubu? What, uh, but Sarah, what, what is a Tubi? What is a Tubi? T-U-B-I. It's a, it's a network, apparently. It's a streaming oh, so. service, Patty, like Peacock. Okay, like Peacock. Peacock. It's where um where shows go to die. It's not the Hallmark Channel, but it's not far off. All right, this one comes from the Daily Standard, July 24th, 1973. Astrology nuts make office staff miserable. <laughs> Dear Ann Landers, there's one subject you never mention in your column. I suspect you are afraid of irritating a few million idiots. I am talking about astrology. A couple of nuts in this office who consider themselves highly intelligent wouldn't dream of making a move without consulting their charts. One is an Aries who believes her destiny is to be a world leader. She couldn't lead a moth to a flame. In fact, she's a troublemaker who has managed to make life so miserable for three employees here that they quit. I might be next. The other is a Libra who insists that her sign has placed her on a higher ethical plane than anyone in the office. I've watched her operate and she could engrave her code of ethics on the knee of a bee and still have room for the Gettysburg Address. But tell us which, how you, really, how you feel. really feel. I hope you will put the knock on these phony balonies, flat hot dogs, and express your views on astrology. Signed, sick of them. Dear SOT, I know very little about astrology, but I do know several people who are a far cry from phony balonies and a horoscope hooked. My personal inclination as far as astrology is concerned parallels that of Shakespeare's Cassius, who said, The fault, dear Brutus, is not in our stars, but in ourselves, that we are underlings. Ian! Look at her working at a little Shakespeare into the answer there. I like that. That's good for her. Good for her. She's like, I think this guy, this British guy said something about we shouldn't look at the stars for why we're assholes. But let me see. He said it better than I would. Stop being a douchebag and blaming this on Jupiter. I can't imagine someone. I just can't imagine basing all your decisions on your zodiacs. On the cosmos. But I know, oh, you know, I know somebody who shall remain very nameless. Not Jules. It's okay. Um, Some a female friend of mine. Say the name. No, I, I, I cannot. I will not. Say the name. However. This person spent a lot of money to get their chart done by this, like, astrologer to the stars. A lot of money. I want to say 300 bucks. Was it 300, 350, somewhere in that zone? Come and, again? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the chart done. Got a chart done. But, of course, my first thought is, oh, God, I'd love to have that done. Oh, God. <laughs> Like, if somebody could just tell me how to live my life and say, okay, here's the thing. Mercury is going to shift a little bit to the left, and you should take a dump on August 17th. You know, like, just tell me what to do. Just, you know, they've been doing this since the dawn of man. They're looking towards the skies for some sort of answer. Which is a lot of pressure on the cosmos to be like, oh, can you imagine Jupiter being like, God damn it, some bitch is telling me that she can't marry a guy until I come into line with Saturn 
it's like they're all of them are like ready to go out okay are you ready to go oh fuck what's wrong oh, just, this woman in sheboygan again fuck me Ugh. what does she want what she is waiting for me to link up with this other moon and her other house i just you know i can't i just i can't you guys go on without me. no 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 i'm not gonna leave you behind here's the thing pluto's coming up from behind and, well, he always is, you know what I mean? I do. He's, he's not even I a just... planet today. It depends on how he feels. He's very pan-planet. You know, he's flexible. He's he's planet-flexible. Okay. It's just every time we try to, you know, have some us time, some Zodiac time, and then, you know, I just can't. And these chicks, these white women wearing knee-high boots, they want they want answers about what to do. That Look, here's the thing. They rely on us to be there, Okay. So I understand that you can't line up yet with Venus, but let me see what I can do. I just can't. You know what? I just don't have it in me right now. Let me now. talk to Mars. Let me just talk to Mars before you say no. Just just come out and rotate. All you have to do is sit and spin, and we will do the rest, okay? You know how I love to sit and spin. I know. You're Jupiter. You're also the biggest planet in the... I'm, I, you know what? That was, that was harsh. That was harsh to wow. say. Wow. You know what? You know I have been trying to get rid of something. <laughs> I'm a little that. gassy. I am I'm trying sorry. to get rid of it's these moons. a lot moons. of gas. <laughs> I have been trying to get rid of these rings for thousands of years, okay? It literally is gas. How many times do you have to spin in place? I know. I've been doing my rotations, okay? And still, I'm no thinner in the middle. No thinner. I'm a happy planet. I'm a You I'm a can't happy even planet. provide life, okay? <laughs> She doesn't even have running water on her planet. Ooh, burn. <laughs> burn like the sun. <laughs> Always rotating around her. Always fucking happy. I would be too. If, if everybody rotated happy. around me, if my yeah. gravitational pull was that strong, I'd be bragging yeah. too. Okay? It's really easy to draw her. Even kids can do it. I mean, <laughs> can it right. They never get a raise quite right, though. <sighs> Forget these kids. Fuck those kids. Not literally. Right. Here Not we go. Official. This is from the <laughs> Courier Post, Camden, New Jersey, November 19th, 1957. Dear Abby, I fell in love with a married man, which was not my fault because he was a Virgo and I was a, Scorp a Scorpio and everyone knows we belong together. I married a Taurus before I knew anything about the Zodiac. We agreed to each get a divorce. He was married to a Libra, September 26th, and she was the most stubborn person in the world. I div divorced my Taurus, but he couldn't get rid of his Libra. How can the man I love and I get together? Signed, Scorpio. I keep picturing a Ford Taurus. <laughs> yes. Very different. Just as, yeah, mm -hmm. Different, unless you meet her. Reliable. Dear Scorp, which I think is very bold because she just gave her a nickname. I know. Didn't ask for it. And there's... Just two other letters. Is this like somebody calling you Pat? Don't ever do that again. I will <laughs> shove this pencil so deep into your eye socket. I'm in a safe space. You can't get me. <laughs> oh, watch me. Dear Scorp, if your answer is not in the stars, better consult Sputnik. Your problem is out of this world. This is the, this is the lamest, cheapest answer of anything. Now, this woman has just spent... But 25 cents for this fucking shitty answer that she could have gone to like uh, any kind of Chinese restaurant and gotten it when she got a fortune cookie. Oh this is God. stupid. I, I would honestly see, cause I'm very, um, 
I'm gonna let that horn pass for a second. Okay. I'm a, I'm a very like superstitious, nervous person. And when uh, I was a oh. kid and I opened up a fortune cookie, I would believe whatever the cookie said. I was always taught in my family to believe baked goods. Mm, so you were born gullible. Is that yes. It? No, I was okay. born sugar addicted. You know my mother. Uh, and uh, believe what the cookie tells you. <laughs> if you had a cake that delivered me a message, I'd believe that too. This one says happy birthday. Thank you, cake. <laughs> but I get very nervous about that stuff. It's weird. I do. I'm very um, susceptible. What's what's like open to. Yeah, I'm gullible. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the word. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess so. So I, I would believe whatever these things are. It took a long time for me to burn off my my need to well, it's still there because whenever Mercury's in retrograde, I feel the need to tell everybody about that. Well, how do you know that that's even happening? Because I check it online. Like if I'm things sorry, start going now? wrong in light, like if communication gets messed up, if all my technology is fucked, I'm like is Mercury in retrograde? And then I check online uh, if Mercury's not retrograding me. And then, uh, yeah, I get the confirmation. Then you can see, like, Mercury retrogrades like four times a year for a good chunk of time each time. It feels like Mercury is retrograding longer. I am a little surprised that this is something that you actively look for. Yeah, because the thing about me is that I I seem like I come from very grounded stock, but then I will. Oh no, that's no I no no. No, you, no, you don't. Oh, no, you okay. Don't. Oh, okay. Just, yeah, All right. No, okay, then describe why. <laughs> that's very sweet of you to think that about yourself. I'm very level headed. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna take a call now. It's opposite anyone, day. <laughs> any one of your friends. Hello. Um. Uh, I just I don't believe in that that the retrograde and then all of a sudden like my phone won't work. I don't believe it. I just think that I'm aging and I can't get my phone to work. No, I think it has to do with, you know, then the planets move and it messes up our signals. Okay. Down here. Okay. Is your bedroom surrounded with tinfoil? I'm just, just a question. No, it's it's just, it's just an assortment of hats. Oh, okay. Okay. Couture. Um, does, what is, how does Jim feel about your um, preoccupations. Oh, I don't care. I'll just go to be in the corner drinking a bourbon. I don't care. I bet he does. I bet he can't say it because, you know. No, you know he, he, at this point, I will carry on full conversations with him for like a good half hour and then ask him one question and he'll be like, huh? What? So we're okay. at that point in the marriage. Okay, where yeah. he just doesn't want to engage. Oh, no, yeah. He's turned off the ears a long time ago. Oh, that's nice. Oh, hi there. I like that. That that seems like a, that seems great. Do you do an impression of Marcus? Do I? Yeah. No, I, I always just make it sound like he's uh, like the nutty professor. Oh, like. Broken? But I do that for everybody. What's that? Do that. Well, not like I, my impression of a nutty professor. What's your impression of a nutty professor? Don't hold back <laughs> on me now. <laughs> well, I've just got this PhD here and uh, oh. that kind of thing. Okay, I like that. Okay. Yeah. So he's yeah. an egghead. But I kind of do that for a lot of people. What do you do for me? Mm, okay. I do a lot for you. Okay. And if you don't do it. <laughs> Wait, do you do, any, do an impression of me? Come on. I don't do. do first of all, I don't do impressions. You and do I an impression of my mother impression. now? 
The Saturn is going through Uranus. Oh, now no, I sound like Jessica Tandy. <laughs> you sound like the witch in Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants cookies? <laughs> Which actually, you know, same kind of invitation. I mean, it's just a dialect change. Are you eating my home? <laughs> All right, I got one final article for you. Are you ready? This one comes from the town talk, Alexander, Louisiana, February 24th, 1974. Astrologist reads columnist chart. Dear Ann Landers, that letter from the woman who read your astrological chart was very flattering and sweet, but let's face it, her reading was cockeyed. Don't get me wrong. I'm not putting you down, but let's be honest. A woman who makes it big in a man's world like journalism has got to be tough and smart, which is what intrigued me enough to do your chart myself. Free chart! <laughs> I did a lot of research to find out what was happening in the sky on July 4th, 1918 at about 10 a.m. I'd be like, bitch, absolutely not. You just printed my you just... <laughs> my real birthday in here, you bitch. Bitch rising. It's got to be Virgo rising and the sun in the 10th house. When I look at your chart, I say, God help us if this woman had been born a man. There's enough power, lust, courage, and intelligence to rule the universe. That astrologist who considered herself an expert said you have a writer's horoscope. No way. What you have is the horoscope of a powerful person who has a lot to say and needs a big audience. Let's face it, there are millions of lost, neurotic, mixed-up people in this world who want advice from a dame who's obviously got it all together, and that's you. I may sound mean, making you out to be so tough, but I really do like you, Anne. You're an alpha female who could leave 90% of the men in this silly world for dead. I'm a Pisces. Dear Pisces, I feel slightly undressed. But thanks for the reading. I do not consider myself a journalist, nor have I ever felt competitive with men. What your chart doesn't show is the gift of good health and energy, a desire to help people, and a long list of friends, the real authorities who are willing to give generously of their time to educate me. Thanks for the size up. Anne! What you don't know is I've got a clean colon, a wicked rack, and a full set of teeth. <laughs> And I'm ready to fuck. I'm ready to fuck. Wait a minute. That was not in any chart. I'd love to get my chart done. I would. Put that okay. on my list. Put that on my Christmas list. Get chart uh, done. Okay. 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 Right in it. There's got to be somebody who can actually be good at that. The only thing is I don't have the exact time when I was born. Time of day. What do you mean? It should be on your birth certificate. Moth? No, I don't know that I have a, a birth certificate. I had uh -oh. to. What I did you to. float down the river in a I basket? I definitely have my original social security card. Oh, well, pin a rose on you. <laughs> that has, no one cares about that. But I don't know about the birth certificate. The time is not on there. Now, if these things are so fucking important, why aren't they made out of something more sustainable than some disgusting piece of paper that I have my original social security card? How? Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know. I, no I lose idea. sunglasses every day. I lose umbrellas like it's my job. But the social security stamp that I was given at birth is still with me somehow. And it's waxy. 
What? It's got like a waxy covering to it. It feels waxy. I don't know. Did your mom wax it? It's almost like somebody gives a child the Dead Sea Scrolls and says, hang on to this. You're going to need it your entire life. That seems, that seems really, that seems like we're not, this isn't like Indiana Jones. I don't know why this is so fucking important. It's not even a pamphlet either. It's it's a very Mm -hmm. small thing. A very small piece of paper that is smaller than your palm. Exactly. And you're responsible for it for the rest of your life. So so uh, what I'm saying is that I want uh, my charts done for Christmas. And anybody who wants you. to give okay. to the Patreon okay. page, or if you, uh, Patty, that is that is my gift for Christmas. Getting my chart done oh. so I can okay. understand myself. Now, the, the only tricky thing, like I said, is we do not Getting know the time of chart. day. Get chart, put it in your little list over there, the list that you have in front of you. Whenever I ask Moth, she's real dicey about the time of day I was born, which makes me go, what do you know, lady? Uh, oh! Did you hear that? Uh, she's probably like, she's finding out that I... <laughs> I still can't... I, I, I she's did finding it out that I put two kids in the pizza oven. <laughs> That's your impression of Moth. Yeah. Do you know what time of day you were born? Uh, I think it was 8.15. Oh, so you have exact time. Yes, I can actually tell you right now. Moth says 10-ish. It was <laughs> December 3rd, 1976, 10-ish. She doesn't even know if, if you're hers. No, she was like, she waited till the last minute with me, and then she got in, and I was like, I'm here! I, like, showed up about 10 minutes after she walked in the hospital. I did not <laughs> see that coming. So I'm sorry, 7.45 a.m. Wow. How punctual of you. You were a morning boy. I was a late morning gal. Eight pounds, nine ounces. Oh, chunky. 20, 20 inches. Oh, you're a big kid. Damn. Dark brown hair and blue eyes. That's roughly it's... the size of our Thanksgiving turkeys. And but the I same am... eyes. But I don't have blue eyes. I have brown eyes. What happened to the blue? Wrong baby. Ah. <laughs> Yeah. See, she I left with someone different than she came in with. She's like, like uh, a cotillion dance, she this. left with a different thing. <laughs> I want to uh, find you like, out. If you like big business, you'll love the birth of Patty O'Brien. You'll love Patrick. Take him home. Will you find him a good place to stay? Put a TV Take- in front of him and just walk away. Take my babes, please. Anyway. I would, I, I got to find out. I don't have an exact time. Does that screw up my chart if I don't know my exact time? I am not a licensed. Uh, Chartologist. Chartologist. So I have absolutely no <laughs> well, idea. Well, find me one, damn it. I want my charts done. <laughs> Dearpodofficial at gmail.com and join Patreon so that I can use extra money to use towards all of us getting our charts done to find out. Will we be famous? Will we? Will we, Diane? It's been about three years. Is it time? It's time. Oh, well, that horn tells us it's time to do some Instagram, Instagram mail. mail. Instagram mail. We're back on the Zoom, so we're off on our timing. I hate it when we Zoom because our internet is different and it's not quite as fun. And I like having you in the room so that you can eventually drink the specialty cocktail with me at 10 in the morning. That's right, we have an Instagram mail question this week that we do every week, all week. So email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com. Or slide into our sexy DMs at dearpodofficial. 
and send us an advice question that you would like answered by us. Hey, we have some new people out there, new listeners that are coming to us from all different platforms. Email us. Message us. official at gmail.com. Patty, we have uh, one Instagram mail question this week. Would you like to, to read it to the listeners and give us your answer? Here we go. Dear Pod, I've been writing letters to a man in the Joliet prison for a few months now and have only been able to visit him once. I guess you could say we're dating. He's very sweet and gentle, and I cannot believe that he is accused of such a violent crime. Recently, he told me that he wanted to break things off with me. Isn't that rich? How do I how do I respond? And am I damaged goods if my longest relationship is with someone in a correctional facility? Signed, Jailhouse Jenny. Dear Jenny, there is an endless list of women who find being an inmate's pen pal intoxicating with the hope that one day they will finally live together, happily ever after, that is, only to be disappointed by the justice system. Why? Because he will never be paroled for murdering his wife and six kids and trying to make it look like a carnival ride accident and then go to the Arby's drive through because he was hungry to cover his tracks. I guess I'd be upset, too, if a death row inmate found something in me he dislikes so strongly that we'd rather be in solitary confinement than be in a relationship with me. So here's my thoughts. A. Get a therapist. Mm. B. Cancel your Netflix. C. Move out of Milwaukee. And D. Stop your creative writing endeavors and join the real disappointments of Tinder, Match, J-Date, and Murderers Mingle. See you later. And E, stop eating olive loaf. <laughs> it's a flat hot dog with olive chunks in it. I think I'm going to bring that for your birthday. No, I, I want a chart reading. If you show up with a weird deli meat that has some other vegetable stuffed upon it, <laughs> I will not eat it. I, would, I will eat your liver with some fava like beans. And here's what Anne has to say to Jailhouse Jenny. Dear Jen. I've heard of men playing hard to get, but this is ridiculous. Hard to get usually means emotionally unavailable, not shackled to a wall while you stare at him through five layers of plexiglass jibber-jabbering about your trip to Target. It's astonishing to me the amount of women who date inmates. It's so common now there are actually dating websites for jailbird chases. Like, this is absolutely true, prisonpenpals.com, convictmailbag.com, and the classic truth in advertising, meetaninmate.com. I guess wow. these gals think the only way to keep a man is if the state of Florida keeps him for you. Thank you, taxpayers. <laughs> but to your issue, when it comes to prison, Pete, ending your relationship, you should count your lucky stars. You weren't part of the body count. Getting involved with a man behind bars is about as bad as getting the idea of going to dinner at Dama's place. Will you please pass the Steve? Ask yourself this. Where was the relationship really going? Aside from the electric chair, you are never going to experience a normal dating life. Unless your idea of normal is meeting in the cafeteria so you can pass him a balloon of pole malls you smuggled through your bum. <coughs> That's usually a third date kind of thing. My advice? Stop calling Rikers and start calling a therapist. You clearly have a thing for unavailable men with bloodthirst. Be thankful the only thing he cut off was your relationship. I think you dodged a bullet. Literally. Good luck, you high-walled, razor-wire, handcuff-loving son of a bitch, and happy dating. Ayyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyyy
Happens a lot. Happens a lot. Women like to date inmates. I mean, my Jules, he's out for good behavior. Sure. Yeah, I met him. I met him in a prison. Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh my God, please. Charles Manson had like, like marriage proposals. And so I could, I looked at pictures of Charles Manson and I can smell his hair. Oh, it's time. It's time for the final, final segment of our extravaganza podsicle. Are you ready? I think Man, I'm I always am. so bummed when you're on Zoom. When you on Zoom! Oh, you on, you on Zoom? Uh-huh. Who's Zoom and who? All right, it's time uh, for oh. a special tick day, a special tick We're on a delay, but I'm singing for you. I'm drinking for two today, which is probably what my mother also said when she was pregnant with me. Pass the white Zinfandel. I'm drinking white Zinfandel because I'm drinking for two. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. This week and all weeks, we have a specialty cocktail for you. And this week's cocktail is stars in the heavens. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's just James Jules Ferris on the roof cleaning out the gutters. Now, for this, you will need, and this is why I wish you were here. I feel like you might like this cocktail. You will need one and a half ounces of gin, one half ounce maraschino liqueur, and one quarter ounce grapefruit juice juice. He wrote juice juice. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that's a mistake, but I'm still going to make fun of him nonetheless. Well, I'll have some juice juice. So here's what you're going to want to do. Add all ingredients to a cocktail shaker with ice, shake and strain into a cocktail glass, garnish with a sprig of mint. And here are his tasting notes. What is it about a clear, cool night when the fire pit is roaring, a cocktail is in your hand, and you look up to a star-filled sky? Oh, I get emotional just thinking about what cocktail I will have as I try to find the Big Dipper. Today's offering is actually a forgotten cocktail, also known as Seventh Heaven. It is also a variation of the once popular Floridita daiquiri, which uses lemon instead of grapefruit. I also love the use of maraschino liqueur in this drink, not only for the fact that we don't see it in many of our specialty cocktails, but I enjoy listening to Erin when she says maraschino. Maraschino. That's cute. <laughs> Maraschino? Is it supposed yeah. to be maraschino? Am I saying it right? Yes. Maraschino liqueur. You this know, like is. the cherry. You know, like the cherry. So here you go. A cheers to you from afar, my dear Patty. We look forward to having you back in the Pineapple Ranch next week. Unfortunately, Hurricane Ian and other such circumstances have kept you from us this weekend. So cheers to you and Maraschino liqueur. Mm-hmm. 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 And? Yeah. Mm. I like it. I like it because it's gin forward and it's everything else behind. That's the thing about me. I like to taste taste I like to taste I like to taste people I meet on the streets. I like to taste the base booze of any drink. I like to taste the gin. I like to taste the vodka. I like to taste the alcohol of the alcohol. I don't like all this sugary, flowery crap. That's why a lot of the times if I go out to eat and you're I see their like cocktail list and it's all these like, ooh, elderflower liqueur and blah, you know, all that stuff. I don't like that. I always say, I always want to try it. And then when I do, I'm disappointed because my usual standard is just better. 
disappointment. What's your standard oh. drink when you go, oh, yeah, I taste disappointment in this drink. No, I actually like this. This is not bad. It's like just a little sweet. You can't overdo it with the maraschino. What's your favorite maraschino. go-to cocktail when you go out to a restaurant? Uh, well, I guess my favorite is the Citron Cosmopolitan. Oh. Um, if they're done correctly. If they're if done not, correctly, they can be done very wrong. If they come back red, you send it back. Yep. There has to be a light, light pink. And yes. if it comes with too much triple sec, you're out the door. Yeah. If you got a canker sore when you're done, it's the wrong drink. That's the drink that you always go to when you go out? Mm, it depends on where I go. If I'm going to a bar, then I'm just having Casamigos and soda with fresh lime. Oh, that is so Denise from Real Housewives. Denise Richards. Denise Richards is just, I just have Casamigos straight up. I wish I liked tequila more because I would drink more tequila sodas because those are actually, I was going to say they're good for you. I mean, in the grand scheme of liquor, it is. It is. It's also the only upper. It's an upper. Yeah, it makes you feel happier. Uh, and it's um, it's very dietetic in the grand scheme of things. I actually think vodka and gin are the best. Or like the gold standard of liqueurs. That's why my um, go-to cocktail is always a martini. Because sometimes if I stray away from that, it's like Starbucks. I know what I like at Starbucks. Yeah. And when I have all those, when I have rewards points and they're like, you can have anything you want. And then suddenly I'm like a 13-year-old kid who was just given a $100 bill. I'm like, I'll have a venti mocha latte with peppermint and six sweet and lows and two shots of chai and then i make something disgusting that i would never want to drink when all i want to drink is the double espresso over ice that's my drink okay you know when you have certain flavors you just don't question i hear you and i honor you honor me i just watched hocus pocus for the first time last year and that's because a bunch of gays held guns to my head literally and they were like you haven't seen hocus pocus you haven't lived i've lived and i've, I've i didn't lived think it. i that's the thing i was like you know it's a dangerous thing when you grow up with a movie that you love and that you try to force somebody from today to love the movie of your childhood and i've seen it ricochet in my life i have pushed goonies on people I have pushed people to watch meatballs and they don't have the same reaction I do and I don't understand it. Well, that's garbage people if they don't like meatballs. Meatballs, a timeless classic like Bill Murray at his finest and sexiest. I, I don't understand. Yeah. And, uh, but that's Hocus Pocus. So people were like, you have to watch Hocus Pocus. So I did kind of a live stream event. And by live stream event, I mean three people watched me watch it on Instagram. And uh, I was not impressed. I didn't see what the big appeal was. What's the big thing? I don't know. I I I I I, I try to know, but I, I'm like, I, if if it's just because Bette Miller's funny, okay. Is it? It's like kind of like gay fiesta. It's a combination of Kathy Najimy, Bette Midler, and Sarah Jessica Parker. No, fucking slow down, because two of those aren't really that funny. Kathy Najimy. And Sarah Jessica Parker. Correct. So, and then, and there's only three yeah. interesting people in the film. And those are the three. And two of them aren't funny. And it's a comedy. And doesn't one of them get, 
they get hung in the first movie, which again is a very dicey thing to show children. And we, but we put it to wacky music, which proves that how you score a movie is more important than what you say in it. Correct. Like if you were to see Jaws and you heard, you know, like gulp. Yeah. yeah. If you put some wacky sound effects in there, that is an entirely different experience. Halloween. Instead the Benny of the, Hill music behind do, 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 behind do, do, the girl in the swimming in the ocean. Absolutely, like the Three Stooges theme song, but to Halloween. So it's not what you say; it's how you say it. Hocus Pocus uh, too. I mean, can imagine like you're filming Halloween, and they're just like, seriously, it's been forty five minutes. He's walked just from the door to the bush can we can we move on now or you know, no we, if we add some music it's gonna it's gonna add the tension and everyone's just looking around like what jamie lee curtis moving really quickly though but he's it not moving that fast no that guy really didn't earn his paycheck he didn't no. have to break a sweat but the guy that does the music's like this i got it i got it <laughs> John, can you make this work in the edit? No problem. I'll see what I can do. But here's what I'm thinking, you guys. He he just pitches the song, but before it's written, he's like, here's what I'm thinking. Everybody turns into scat. And then what? No, it's just that on a loop. It's just that on a loop. All right, but we've got, is there a bridge? No, a bridge in the movie? No. No, in the a, song? a no. bridge of the song. Yeah, no, no. Nothing, it never changes. A double negative. No. What no, about no. what about keys? Does it even change Mm-mm. keys? Mm-mm. No. So four notes just over and over again. You got it, dude. All right. That's Liza singing it. Oh my god, now I want to be like, I wish I could go like we you and I should be like Time travelers. You know, I think we'd have a great time if we did Quantum Leap, the both of us. Oh, so much better than that guy originally. But just literally like real Quantum Leap. Like, Aaron, listen, I found this thing and I can jump and my final leap home, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, don't worry about that. We're going to have the best time of our life. We're going to jump around and just like jump into different times. Just like, jump up, oh, jump fuck. up and get down. <laughs> like, I can imagine like you and I are thrown into like the first Burning Man and then we're just, we just look at each other like, oh, fuck. You know, at the beginning of of the old Quantum Leap when yeah. he would like find himself in a scenario when he's dressed as a woman. He's like, Sam. And then it cuts the credits. <laughs> yes, yes. That'd be us. First season, we jump into Burning Man and be like, Aaron. <laughs> we jump like, into Woodstock 99 <laughs> next. We just keep going to really <laughs> shitty group, you know, like outdoor music festivals. Oh, oh God, God, I'm in th- Lilith Fair. I can't get out of here. <laughs> Aaron, where are you? I've been trapped. I've been trapped in the Lilith Fair. I'm at Bonnaroo. Come get me. <laughs> I'm at Coachella. I want to kill myself. I'm wearing a felt hat. You'll recognize me. <laughs> Find me. I'm hung by the, the Sanderson sisters. It's a comedy. <laughs> Apparently it's funny. It's for kids. <laughs> they hung them in the first 30 minutes. And everybody's like, come on, kids. Everybody get in the car. We're going to see Hocus Pocus. Where they kill three women in the first half hour. Girl power. Dodgy. 
This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.